Hi, this is Pastor Tom, and I want to welcome you to our look at the second chapter of 1 Peter, day one of our look at this second chapter. We're going to look at verses one to three today. We started last week by talking about the fact that God wants you to embrace the fact that you are different because you're a follower of Jesus. He wants you to be different. The world needs you to be different. It needs the hope and the grace and the strength that only you can give because you're different. So last week we talked about the fact that in Christ we have a different hope, we have a different faith, we have a different character. And here at the beginning of chapter 2, we're going to see that Peter has one more thing to say about our character. And what he talks about here is very simple instruction for how to live the life that God planned for you. He simply talks to you and I about what to get rid of and what to get more of in your life. So let's look at what he has to say. First, Peter says, here's what to get rid of. Verse 1, therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Now, you might remember at the end of the last chapter, he told us that God has called us to be holy. And here he talks about how that holiness affects the way that you relate to other people. Five things that are not a part of your life as a follower of Jesus. Five things to rid yourself of. Five things to take out with the trash in your life because now you're following Jesus. And he just goes through the list of how we now relate to people. He says, no malice, no deceit, no hypocrisy, no envy, no slander. So you don't live with a sense of malice, a hatred towards somebody else. You're a follower of Jesus. You don't deceive other people in your life because Jesus didn't, so why would you? You don't have hypocrisy in your life. Jesus said not to have it. He didn't have it, so he says you're not to have it. And no envy in your life. You don't live your life envying what others have. You're grateful for what God has given. And you don't live your life slandering others, trying to make yourself feel more important. Now, If you've been trying to live relationships in this world for more than five minutes, you know, you might struggle with some of those sometimes. He says, rid yourself of this because guess what? Sometimes we need to rid ourselves of these things. They struggle their way or they slip their way into our lives. So how do I not have those kind of attitudes in my relationships? How do I have more of a Jesus attitude in my relationship? Well, in verse two, he tells us what to get more of. In order to get rid of what you need to get rid of, you need to get more of what you need more of in your life. And in verses two and three, here's what Peter says. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you've tasted that the Lord is good. So for you to grow, you need what Peter here calls pure spiritual milk so that you can grow to be different. In order for you to grow to be strong, just like you would tell a child, hey, you've got to eat your vegetables if you're going to grow up and have strong muscles and bones. God says to us here, you have to crave pure spiritual milk if you're going to grow up to be able to rid yourself of malice and hypocrisy and envy and all these things that can destroy you and your relationships. God means for you to grow to be different. In fact, he says here, you've tasted, you've seen that the Lord is good. You've had a little taste sometimes of the goodness of God and how much he wants you to be different. So that taste causes you to want to be even more and more different. It's like you go to some ice cream shop in some city you've never been in and you taste the best ice cream you've ever tasted in your life. Immediately, you're on the web finding out, is this ice cream shop in my town? Because I tasted it. I saw that it was good. I want more of it. Well, that desire that you have to not have hypocrisy in your life, instead to have love, that's because you've tasted and you've seen that God is good. But for you to grow, to become more and more like Jesus, you gotta have 
God's word in your life. You don't grow automatically. You grow based on God's word. Crave pure spiritual milk. Again and again in the Bible, the scriptures talk about God's word as being the spiritual food that you need. Even in the Old Testament, Jeremiah 15, 16, when your words came, I ate them and they were my joy and my heart's delight for I bear your name, O Lord God Almighty. Now, Jeremiah, if you read the book closely, he actually did eat the scroll upon which God had told him to write the words. He had this really high-fiber breakfast, no doubt about it. And God's not telling us all to take it as literally as Jeremiah was called to do as a prophet. He was called to do that as an example to us, that when you take God's word into your life, it comes into all that you are. It affects all that you are. God wanted to make a point that when I take God's word in, they become my joy. They become my heart's delight. In Matthew 4, 4, Jesus talks about God's word being the food we need. He said, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So Jesus compares God's word to the daily bread that you need. The spiritual nutrition that you need is in God's word. Anytime that God's word is taught or preached or read or you study it or you read it, then you are fed by God's word. If you're in a church where the Bible is taught, you're being faithfully fed. That's the food that you need. Sometimes you'll hear people say this statement, well, that preaching, it's not feeding me. Well, that's inevitable if the Bible isn't being taught in a church. But when the word is being taught, you are being fed because the, the food is in the word. If the word is shared faithfully, you're getting the food. You got to be careful of the trap of thinking that doesn't feed me when the real issue is simply that the word is being taught in a different style than you're used to. Sometimes believers get a taste of God's word being presented in a certain style. And so when they hear it being taught in a different style, they think, well, I can't learn from that. I mean, maybe you're used to a paper plate teaching of the word of God and you find yourself in a church that's serving it on fine china and you think, well, that's not feeding me. Is the word being taught? That is the question. Now, you may be thinking what a lot of believers think, and that is, I'd like to be fed from God's word, but the truth is, I just can't seem to understand it. I mean, even when it's preached or when I read it, look with me again at 1 Peter 2, 2. Crave pure spiritual milk. I love that picture because the picture of milk is the kind of food that even new believers, the kind of food that a baby would drink, so the kind of food that even new believers can benefit from. If you're having a hard time understanding the Bible as you begin reading it, and who doesn't as they begin reading it, here's what you do. You find the simple and the clear truths that you do understand in the Bible, and you start to live on them. You don't get caught up in what you don't understand as yet. You just live out what you do understand. So God says, get rid of malice and deceit. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't have envy. Don't slander other people. God says, love your neighbor. Think about good and pure things. These are truths that anybody can understand. And you can begin to live those right now. As you drink those in, as you start to live those in your life, you'll find yourself growing stronger and stronger and understanding more and more. Do not fall into the trap of thinking, I'm not going to live the clear truths that I see until I understand everything. That would be like a baby saying, I'm not going to drink this milk unless you first give me that steak. They're not ready for the steak yet. First you drink the milk and then you grow to be more and more. And the truth is, no matter how old you are as a Christian, there are still some simple truths that you've got to learn in your life to grow into the deeper truths of God. Frankly, I still have a difficult time understanding some of the truths in the Bible, but I'm not going to let that keep me from the blessing of living out what I do know. Now, when we talk about being fed by God's word, this pure spiritual milk that you need, 
we're not just talking about other people feeding you. Yes, you do need to listen to Bible studies and sermons, but you also need to learn to feed yourself. That's part of growing. Babies cannot feed themselves, but as they grow, they learn to feed themselves, and then they learn to cook for themselves, and eventually they start cooking for others, and that same process needs to happen in your life as you grow. First, others feed you, and then you start feeding yourself, and then you start feeding others. Crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you might grow up in respect to your salvation. You might grow into being all that God has called you to be in Jesus Christ. That's the power of God's Word. That's why I'm glad you're a part of Drive Time Devotions, because each day we're talking together about God's Word and how His Word can transform our lives. Let's pray right now, just thanking God for His Word. Our Father, we are grateful that you have given us your word, this gift, this milk and this meat that we need in our lives so that we can live out the life that you've called us to live. Please, Lord, keep us from the temptation of trying to live life on our own power and instead help us to see that the power, the strength comes from you and the milk we need, the food we need is from your word. And so we look to your word right now. We ask that your word would help us even this week as we study it to learn how to be the man, the woman of God that we want to be that you've called us to be. We have tasted, we've seen that you're good, God. We want to live that good life that you have for us. We want to show the goodness of God through our lives so others can get to know you. And so we ask for this. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Join us tomorrow. We're going to talk together about how God builds our faith together. (laughs) 